Hi friends, welcome to Loving Your Mind. I am your host, Kelly Carrion. Loving Your Mind is a podcast about all things related to mental wellness. I'm a journalist by trade, Latina, and also someone who has major depression disorder and anxiety. So, I'm going to be sharing my own story, interviewing a lot of awesome experts and others about their own journeys regarding mental health. I hope you leave a little more informed and ready to take a hold of your own mental wellness. Happy healing. Hi, friends. Welcome to Loving Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Carrion. And today we're going to talk about a very important topic um, that's often overlooked in a lot of conversations, uh, men's mental health. And I have a friend of mine, um, Eli Vasquez. He's a filmmaker, entrepreneur, uh, personal development coach, and full disclosure, my coach last year. (laughs) Um, So hey, Eli, how are you? Hello. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I'm so uh, happy to be in your in your space on your show uh, because this was just an idea a year ago. I remember you telling me about this show, <laughs> wanting to make this happen, and look like everyone's listening to a, a, an idea turned into a reality. And now you're helping people do it, and I'm so freaking proud of you. So you. Uh, I, I wasn't from the ground up, so I want five percent. <laughs> and deals or whatever you know better help gets you up you know throwing some money your way just just yeah, send me a check it'll be fine just i will i will put you in the credits too like <laughs> all all you um yeah so this actually this was an idea that i've had for a really long time um so thanks to the self hype program and eli i actually did it <laughs> and brought yes. it and am recording this now Um, So I'm really grateful and I definitely wanted to have this conversation. As we all know, this podcast now is about mental wellness in all aspects. Um, And a lot of it has to do with things that I'm very passionate about and that being also men's mental health. Obviously, I'm not a man, but I do have a lot of male friends and my father and I've seen a lot of struggles throughout. Um, So I kind of wanted to start off with your story and kind of at the all the way at the beginning, right? You, you're, you're Latino. You grew up right outside of Chicago. Um, did you know what even what mental health even was, or mental wellness in general? Um, yeah. So, so I grew up, yeah, very uh, humble beginnings. Uh, you know, I grew up outside uh, Chicago, Northwest Indiana. I say Northwest Indiana because <laughs> people here in Indiana they think it's white people in cornfields. But Northwest Indiana was the most diverse county in the entire state. It's really, it's like right outside Chicago, pretty much like South uh, East Chicago, if anything. Uh, So a lot of Latinos, uh, really low income. You know, I was the oldest of 10, uh, you know, and and I really didn't grow up with that. I really didn't know what it was. None of my family really practiced it or even talked about it. Uh, Pretty much if you're going to the therapist, it means you're insane or crazy or you know, you need to go to the, the, the mental institution or something. So yeah. that was like the only time it was discussed and talked about uh, in terms of a lot of things, you know, it's, it's, and, and my upbringing, my parents were teenagers, so they, they didn't really know they were raising themselves what they were raising me. And in turn, you know, I saw a lot of what not to do in terms of love relationships, uh, growth, um, through the people that I was supposedly to look up to. And, and my parents are fantastic. I love them. Uh, but yes, there was many faults in, in the process of it. And I think going through my life and through my childhood, now that I'm at this stage, I look back on my childhood and I look back on my life and I realized how much I actually struggled and how hard it actually was. And I think that is really eye-opening because you, you you don't have the, the verbiage, you don't have the words for it. So you just think you're just sad. Uh, but like, what's chronic sadness? What What's looking in the mirror and saying, I don't love you? What, what's, you know, I, there were moments where I would, I remember being a teenager and look in the mirror and just be crying. And I would just like punch myself in the face because I was just so sad and, and so unheard and so unseen. And I still get emotional talking about that, but I, I say all these things in a real raw way to normalize it. And since this is our conversation and peace where, you know, 
week one when we started working together, I very much talk about like own your story and own where you come from, even the parts where you're maybe a little ashamed of. Um, I say all that to just better understand yourself and to normalize your experiences. Uh, so that was my childhood. And going into college, I was the golden child because I was the first one to go to college in my family. And, um, you know, I, I graduated college, top of my class, all that. And then you have this plateau as an adult where it's like, I have all these dreams and I'm going to be amazing and a millionaire and all this stuff. And then reality hits you <laughs> and taxes and health insurance and everything else you got to pay for. And then it's and then uh, all the things. And I really spiraled. I really spiraled again. And, and I think all those feelings of unfixed mental issues or what, whatever you want to call it, all flooded back. And, and, and I was already in my mid 20s. And I and at that point, I was a man. And I was like, I'm supposed to have it all together. I'm supposed to be the golden child. I'm the oldest of my family. I can't fail. And that just adds more pressure onto you. Mm -hmm. And that was like, but I couldn't I didn't have the verbiage or the I couldn't take the action because I didn't know it. Uh, so I kept sinking and sinking and, and not taking care of myself and, and drinking way too much and like not doing anything uh, to better me. And eventually I broke and uh, I had a mental breakdown. Uh, I dropped to the ground. I thought I was going to die. It was my first panic attack. I, I literally thought I was having a heart attack. It was so scary. And that was my body telling me like my brain and body and spirit saying enough is enough. We have to do something different. Um, and that is when, you know, everything changed. So that was kind of the whole history of it. <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting that like your body knows before your mind, right? If you don't have self-awareness, which like a lot of people who don't really know about mental health don't have it. And it's not our fault, right? It's or even our yeah. parents fault. They did the best they could with what they had. And the same with yeah. us. But when, once you gain that self-awareness, it's like everything starts connecting and, and your body pushes you and like it's like you said, it's enough is enough. Um, so I wanted to talk about um, a video because I used to watch you on BuzzFeed at Better, and Better Like and, <laughs> and you, you made a video um, where you went to therapy for the first time that was that you've never gone before. What was that experience yeah. like and did that? kind of push you to want to keep doing it or, you know, look for other avenues? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when, when I had that mental uh, health breakdown, I, 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 you have that hard conversation with yourself where it's like, what can't, if I stayed in my current state for the next 12 months, how would that feel the next three years, the next five years? And, and me honestly feel like thinking that like scared the hell out of me. Uh, Cause I don't even know what, I, 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 what my life would look like or what, and that was really scary thought. So I knew I had to do something different. And the only thing I kind of knew at the time, I know he's a little bit of a controversial person, but like the only guy, and it was like Tony Robbins that was like doing self-help anything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I started just listening to his audiobook I was, as I was driving in LA traffic to my job. And, and here's the other thing too. I was working at Buzzfeed, uh, for anyone listening, you know, I, I was, I made multi-million view videos every week. I was getting followers and stuff like socially it looked like I had it all together, but re in reality, it, that wasn't the case. So, uh, just a little food for thought when it comes to social media and perception, but it, that is what that one little action that was different from what I was normally doing is, was the domino effect of me to keep going. So I think a lot of people think about like, oh my God, how do I even start this journey? It's like, it could be very small. I was already stuck in a car in LA traffic for 45 minutes. <laughs> so it's like, let me put this audiobook in and just receive something positive from, from, from some other source that I, that I haven't been getting before. And, and I think that's what it's all about is different actions create different results. So just by that audiobook and that filling my brain, I was like, okay, I want more of this. This is actually releasing some of that pain and pressure and so I dove into like following different, um, you know, Jay Shetty, Lewis Howes, um, you know, uh, I get dove into Brene Brown, like all those uh, figures um, on social. So that was flooding my social media. And uh, I was listening to more audiobooks and podcasts. And, and this was really helping me. But I felt I was I reached a wall and that wall and I knew what that wall was, but I was too scared to do it. And that wall was therapy. And because I was self-managing all of this myself, mm -hmm. I had no other person talking me through this. This was just me. And so all of this helped me get to that stage of therapy. 
Um, and I think there's something there where I think a lot of us say, just go to therapy. That's scary. That's a really <laughs> scary thing if you didn't grow up with it or not used to it. And especially if you're a man, because it's like, you're, you're supposed to provide, you're supposed to have it all together. And it's like, you, you're just, you, you were raised this way to, to, to be strong and to go out and like, you're only as good as what you produce. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of men feel and believe. And if you can't produce much, that just, oh, it's such a hard I think a lot of people don't, a lot of men don't realize that the, probably the greatest thing, like the most badass masculine strength thing you can do is seek help because the help is saying, I'm not going to give up. I'm, I'm literally going to have my community help me or have someone help me. So, um, that was the wall. And, and, and at the time I was working uh, for better like, which is the Latinx digital brand through Buzzfeed. So we made uh, videos for the Latino community. And uh, I knew I was there and I knew my process and what I was going through. And I knew that this could help a lot of people. So I was like, and the company was going to pay for therapy. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is the way I don't have to pay for anything. So I was like, all right, let, let me do this. So it all kind of worked down the same way, perfect way. So uh, I did it. I got all my guy friends, all my uh, guy coworkers uh, to agree to do it with me. They all never done therapy before. Uh, the big thing why I love Better Like is we always think about how can we break the generational trains of our community? How can we really like work work on us? And my big mission was to, to, to demystify some of these things that were holding Latino men back. So um, we jumped into it. I thought I was going to be the one that was like, oh, I'm going to be so good at this because I do all this personal development work and these guys don't. Yeah. And, 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 I, and then everyone ended up crying except for me. And the therapist was phenomenal. And it was weird to be on camera, but uh, there were therapists like in the back um, that were watching us and, and some coworkers that were watching us. And and they were all there at the edge of their seat with me because I was the hardest to crack. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I would, I would, they would get me and then I would retreat. Right? And they <laughs> would get to something and then I would retreat. And it was this constant push and pull, which was so fascinating for me because I had no idea that that, like she's phenomenal she she called me out she's like she's like why are you cracking jokes right now why are you running away from me yes avoiding. i felt like she just saw my spirit and pushed it against the wall and i was like we're gonna talk so it it was so uh well lack of better word therapeutic uh ended up continuing with her for a couple more sessions which we got to dive in a little more personally and uh and it was phenomenal so so yeah, if you guys haven't seen the video, check it out. Uh, if you could put a link in the bio or something, you could see yeah. it. But it's pretty phenomenal to see all these men like dive into it and have this like candid conversation. So it was pretty cool. So you like briefly touched on what holds men back. Can you elaborate yeah. on that? Like, obviously, I didn't grow up a man, <laughs> so there are different expectations for me. Um, yeah, for me, it was just like um, it's okay to be emotional and be you know all these things. So. What, what is the difference? Like, what is it like? Yeah. So it's, you got to think of like who, you know, you're looking up to, you know, like you're looking up to your father, you're looking up to your grandfather, you're looking up to other male figures, you know, as a man. And, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger ain't going to therapy. He's not talking about his feelings. You know, <laughs> I grew up on 90s wrestling. So Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock wasn't going to therapy. They're whooping ass and taking names. So it's like we want to embody these characters uh, of strength, of power, of assertiveness, of, of action. Um, and, and it's it's and it's honestly unfortunate that, you know, society and I, I will say society still hasn't really properly marketed or invested to the male demographic in a way that makes sense to them uh where or or and it's getting more normalized now but you know yeah i think before back in the day it wasn't talked about in general so and in terms of like on top of men growing up with like literally nerf guns and like uh pretty much violence essentially you know that is the very opposite of nurturing and emotions and speaking on it and and saying all that uh, so it's because it's seen as a, as a form of weakness. So there's a lot of demystifying and a lot of rewiring that's there. And honestly, it's scary. Um, I think with, in terms of myself, my biggest fear of going to therapy was I thought I built my own structure to hold me up into this point that, you know, that was essentially like made out of cards. And I was afraid by going to therapy, she was going to look at that base and take one of the cards out and everything was going to fall. So I thought I was going to just break 
of everything that I built up on my own. I thought this person was just going to come to the base of where I started and break it all. And I would have to start all over again. And the big thing I realized was I felt more empowered in, in, in therapy. You know, you know that some therapy sessions are super empowering and great. And other sessions are like, oh my God, I'm just a mess. You know, so <laughs> it's like the push and pull of it. But my first couple sessions was... You know, I always saw myself as like a monster. I always saw myself as a bad guy. I always saw my, I always demonized myself so much. So I'd put all this unnecessary pressure on my shoulders. And it's, it was so liberating to go into a space and have someone look at me and say, I don't care about why, like, like what those bad things were or whatever. I want to know why you did it. You know, we're not going to define yourself over these actions. We're going to figure out why you did these actions and then get to the root cause and work on ourselves to be better going forward. And I think a lot of men hold so much pressure on themselves where they don't realize that they can take that off. They can feel empowered. They can they can be heard in these spaces. These people are literally there to listen to you, the professional listeners, and, and give you that. So I always say, like, you know, us as men, it's like we're carrying a lot, but but we don't we don't we don't have to, you know, it 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 you got to think of like, if I take this weight off my shoulders, how much faster I can move for the people that I love so I can better take care of them and myself and, and produce more. Um, and, and this is a good um, aspect of that, you know. Um, so that was the really amazing to be able to take that weight off and, and, and be heard and, and work with someone that, that, that really takes the time to understand you. So, uh, so there's a lot there. There's a lot there. It's a, it's a big, I think it's a, it's a big conversation piece, but, um, yeah, it's not normalized. And you got to think like we're, we're herd animals as well. So like me and the boys, we're going to <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings or Hooters. We're like tearing up some wings, drinking some brewskis, watching the game. No one's like, yo dog, you want to talk about your inner child trauma a little bit, dog? I'm like, no, 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 having that conversation. Everyone's going to shit on you for, for talking like that. So so it, 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 it I, I, we do see it starting to shift a little more, um, but it really takes that one guy in that friend group to maybe not go straight there, but like, be like, yo, I don't, yeah, and then he asked me a little bit, yeah, asked me a little bit, you know, it's like, yo, it's intermission for the game, uh, so let's talk about our, our uh, childhoods a little bit. Now, I like, I want to normalize speaking on emotion, speaking on feelings, speaking on like, yo, I'm having a really hard time. You know, and, and and I think, you know, men are still human beings and we still care for one another. Mm -hmm. So it's just demystifying that. You'll have those moments of realness. It's just no, it's normalizing the moments of realness. That's really what it is. But it's it's a different verbiage. It's a different way of going about it. It's not the same way of like, I would say, you know, like women would go about it. And I think a lot of what we see in general is, is more like catered to that form where men need to receive it in a different way. Uh, so that's, that's the least how I see it. I'm like, I'm curious though, at like what, obviously every friend group is different, but like, what does it look like? Like, say you are, you see your friend, right? He's having a hard time. Like, how do you approach that with me? I would be like, oh, let's all sit together and like, what's, ha what's happening or whatever. But like, what, what would you do? I'm just curious. Uh, give him besitos <laughs> on the forehead and say, it's okay, Papa. No, no, it's, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, come here, come here, come here. Uh, no, um, so it's, yeah, it, it's, and here's the thing too. I'm I don't represent every man, right? Mm -hmm. I, I I did uh, grow up with like my mom and a lot of female people around, like a lot of like females raised me, um, so I always felt comfortable speaking and talking and interacting uh, mm -hmm. with 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 women. And uh, my father wasn't really around a lot, so it's not like I had this macho ness around me so much. Plus, I'm like I'm I'm a big old nerd. Like I grew up like watching like animes and stuff, and listen to indie rock while lit being in the hood. So, you know, I, I'm I don't represent every man, but in terms of in those spaces or in those moments, you know, I, it's very much like you know, just talk to me. You know, let, let's let's just have a drink or let's you know let's let's have a beer. Let's just sit. like this is our this is your moment to talk to me, and I'm gonna be here and I got you. So. Like, what, what, what's up? What's up, my man? And then just let them speak. And, and the thing is, like, a lot of men don't even know how to, like, express themselves. Even with men, I think a lot of women say, like, well, he doesn't know how to express himself to me. Like, he doesn't know how to express himself to himself. So it's like, it's not even against, it's not even against you. It's just even him. Because um, you got to think it's, it's like, it's, it's having, yeah, it's, it's like having the video game of life without a couple buttons. So you're trying to play it, but you don't have all the buttons. And it takes 
the time to kind of learn that. Um, so it's, it's really just being a soundboard for them. And, and, and us as men, we're very action oriented. So, you know, it's okay. I'm going to hear you. All right. And then what are some actions that we, we can take? Mm-hmm. Like, what are some actions that you want to take for yourself? And versus like a lot of ladies, like they, they want to feel like they're being heard. And a lot of men try to fix a lot of men try to, I'm like, Oh, just don't be sad. Go do this or that. I'm like, no, I don't want to hear that. I want to be heard right now. Okay. You know, it's like, so I think, I think it's, it's, um, the action items to know that like, you're, you're going to be fine. You know, like you're, you're, you're going to be okay. And that, that I think it's essentially very similar, but through a different filter, it's through a different word, words, verbiage and things like that. You know, it's not, you know, the wine and whatever, it's just the beer and the game planner, but it's very similar. It's just, I think it's different verbiage, different, similar approaches, but yeah. different if that, if that makes sense. It's, it's not I, too far off. The I think we're, we're like, I, I look at my dad and this actually, I talked about this in another episode with a friend Let my dad, he's very closed off. He's also like, he wasn't given the language, you know, he's, he's very like, I like to say he's an avoidant. He has an avoidant attachment style. And, mm. uh, he he's always about fixing so one day he asked me he's like oh how are you doing just like wondering and i'm like actually dad i'm not doing so well x y and z you know you can't really fix that and he's like he didn't know what to do he was like what do you mean i can't fix it like but we can try away i'm like i literally don't need you to fix anything you asked and i responded and that's something that i've had to learn with him and with my brother and other male people in my life that i'm like all right like I started off with like, I don't need fixing. I'm just going to, I'm just talking. <laughs> um, That's great. So think, That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. if not, it's just like, I don't want them to feel bad because they can't fix it, but it's like, you can't, you just, I just want to yeah. express myself. Um, and that's why I also think language is very important. As you said, um, Brene Brown, when I, when I like started reading her stuff and seeing her videos, I think it was so empowering to know how many feeling words there are. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's something that not just exclusively to men, but like just people in general don't know that there are so many different words for different things that can help you express yourself and be seen and validated. Um, So thank you for bringing that up. That was very, it's important. No, of course, of course. And I think that's, this is a good conversation piece because, you know, I've learned that through the women in my life and the relationships that I've had, where it's like, I innately want to go fix it. So I'm like, okay, what are some things we can do? I'm like, I just want to be heard. So it's like, so I learned a very, I learned now to be like, do you want me to give you like action items or do you want me to, do you just want to be heard right now? And they'll be like, I just want to be heard. So I'm like, okay, great. I'm just going to listen and just be empathetic and be there, you know, because really it's just like that, you know, that's really what it is. So but also, I think the flip of that is understanding, you know, okay, this is how men talk. So if my the man in my life maybe comes with me, and it and the thing is, it's going to be really small. They're never going to be like, oh my god, I'm so upset, or I'm so this or that. Like, no, it's going to be like, I had a really hard day, and and it's like <laughs> then you start hard. asking, <laughs> then you ask questions, then you start asking questions. I'm like, oh, why'd you have a hard day, or where'd that come from, or whatever, and then just let them be able to talk. And open up through it, you know, and guide them through it a little bit. If you care about this person, if you don't really care about them, then whatever. But like, if this is for the people we care about. Like, I feel like a lot of women are like, see, why are men? Da, da, da. I'm like, it's, hey, I'm going to listen to you. And then you got to give me action items. So it's like, that's the flip. That's how we work together. So it's like, you kind of guide them through it and then let them express all his feelings. And um, then you could ask, like, what are some action items you think you could take that would make you feel better? You know, and it's like, oh man, I guess you could do this, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, well, and maybe some reaffirmation. I'm like, you are a sexy, hot stud muffin. Uh, you throw me around <laughs> amazingly. Forget that. Give them the compliment, and you got to give that. You gotta, again, it's it's ego, right? It's like we need to we need to keep taking action and leading. So you got to give them that. Give them that. You know, the 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 hype. And then uh, and then I'm like, I, I I will be that support system for you through those action items, so you feel a little better. You know, yeah. that is like, oof, that's that's <laughs> you know that. that that is well received. If you have a man in your life, whoever's listening, you want a little guidance to like get him there. That's these are the steps. One <laughs> yeah, these these are some steps. These are some <laughs> steps you go about. Um, but yeah, and Brene Brown was amazing. She said something. I'm sure you probably heard it. It was uh, she was doing a book signing, and uh, the, uh, this family came, and uh, it was the husband walked up to her, and she's like, "How could like how come you don't work with men or we'll talk about men?" 
And she says, oh, I, I, I just work on women. I just talk about women. I'm like, well, that's very convenient. And he, he's like, she's like, why? And the dad was like, you see those women over there? It's like, that's my wife and my two daughters. They love you. Uh, they read your books and all that. But it's like, when it comes to myself, they rather see me die before I fall off my white horse. Oh, and wow. there, and that really hit her. And then that's when she started kind of diving into men and, and those emotions as well. Because it's like a lot of men feel this way. And you can see it on TikTok and social. And I see it all the yeah. time where, you know, the women in my life want me to be strong. They want me to lead. They want to feel safe and protected. You know, they want those things. So that comes with a responsibility towards me where I'm not allowed to fail or, or show that weakness or to fall off that white horse or to sh be seen as that I can't provide. And that's a lot mm -hmm. of pressure on men. Um, but there, there is, there should be that space for them to be emotional and, and to say, and, you know, and to receive and all that. So that was really awesome to hear from her that I think, you know, to receive that, that experience as well. Um, and TikTok is, is very a mess man versus woman in general, but I like to find those pockets of, yeah. okay. Just, there's, there's just scroll with that. Connection. Just find the, find the gems. <laughs> right. Find the gems and like, and save the gems. So the algorithm knows to give you gems and not garbage. So. <laughs> I think something that really stuck out to me and even hearing you talk before is that I don't think we realize that men also have low self-esteem, that it's sometimes they're just better at hiding stuff um, or it comes out differently. Like I, I don't, I think it's only until recently where I was with someone that I didn't realize that like that much pressure was lowering his self-esteem. Like it, it didn't click in my brain. It was just like, you're, you just so seem like you seem so put together and you, you know, you, you demonstrate these avoidant tendencies and it's like internally, like you feel like shit and we can curse here. It's fine. <laughs> you feel like shit. And I think a lot of people don't understand that it happens to women and it also happens to men. Um, can you talk about a time in your life where like you, you know, you, your self-esteem was really low and how did that present itself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I like that you said that because, you know, I, I think I have the self-hype coaching brand, you know, uh, I started back in 2019. I was started with me creating social content through my own like uh, personal wellness journey. I I got a lot of followers through that uh, just to see a man of color talking about this stuff, diving into these topics um, and just like what worked for me, what didn't as I was in my personal development journey. I, I invested in coaching, uh, workshops, all that. I fell in love with this space. Um, but the one thing I saw and realized that there's not a lot of people of color in this space. And it's not very normalized. So with self-hype, I always say it's self-help for the culture. And it's something through the coaching, through the content, through, uh, you know, future IRL workshops and things that we're building is something that that's my mission to normalize that in these spaces. Um, and I think a lot of people, um, because I push these things out, assume that I have it all together. They, they assume that, you know, I coach people, I coached you. They, they think, oh, he's just not sad anymore, you know, or he's just, he's fine, you know. But, um, you know, the big thing, like I created this program because I know what it's like to chronically struggle with these things. You know, mm -hmm. like life is hard. Life is difficult. I still Today, I, I, I have anxiousness and anxiety through, you know, direction or where I'm going or am I doing enough? And it's it's these residual childhood things that you keep, you know, combating. And it's not so much about finding the cure. It's about having the tools and skill sets uh, to be and use it consistently to 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 keep moving through life. Uh, that's why I always say, like, you know, I don't care if you're dancing through the door or you're rolling around crying and you scratch mm -hmm. your way through the door, as long as we get through the door. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if anyone knows depression and, the, and that chronic, that thing that you're, you're working through, it's like, it's not something you, you fix. It's something you just manage. And it's like, it's always going to be in the car. We just have to make sure it's in the passenger seat, you know, and we're still, you know, driving and directing, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's the big thing I think a lot of people don't realize. And they see me push social out and this message and, you know, and I'm working on these films and doing this projects with Disney and then the new coaching program. So I'm like, that's all real stuff. That's my passions. That's me pushing it out and wanting to keep growing and then just my life. But there is management there. Like I'm managing a lot. Like I, I do the breathing techniques. I do the meditations. I do the journaling. I, I have to do this or else I, I will fall off the rails. And I, and I, and I know what that's like. 
So, and that's why I, I want to help as many people as I possibly can. So um, I think in particular as a man, you know, I, I come off extroverted, I come off uh, charismatic, I come off, you know, really cool and awesome. I come off, I'm, I'm joking. But, uh, you know, it's, it's I, I come off in this way. So a lot of people assume I, I'm like, oh, he has it all together. You know, particularly women. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, daddy, you got it like that. But, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's like, that's just my personality, but also I have my struggles as well. So, and I think that is the thing of like, it's, it's changing. We have to change the way we view it all where it's like, man, you go to therapy and you, sh- and you have these hard moments and you, you do this breathing and all these other things and, and you're still able to put yourself out there and to be this person that shows how dope you are. That shows how strong you are. That shows how powerful you are. Not as seen as like, oh, you have to do this stuff because you don't have it all together. Like, no, it's like, man, that shows how capable you are. And I think the struggle with men is that we don't have these outlets. So we hold it in and it provides stress and anger and frustration and and, and, and fortunate occasions, violence, because mm-hmm. uh, there is no release, you know, and we don't cry so we can't emotionally decompress either. So yeah. it stays and 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 it's and like it has to come out one way or the other. So it's um, it's 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 we have to change the verbiage of how we perceive it. It's 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 showing like that seeing health as the most badass fucking thing you could possibly do. That's really what it is. That's what health is. Um, so I will not give up. And I will have this release and I will, and that will just make me stronger and go forward faster. So that's, that's changing the perception of it. And I think a lot of men, uh, yeah, struggle with that because they have to be seen as X, Y, Z. Um, because I'm like, those are the, like, like those are like, and, and like for younger men or what have you, it's like women think that's hot. That's hot. You know, if you have it all together, you're confident and all this other stuff. You know, if you don't, that's seen as weakness. If you're sad and all that or whatever, it's seen as weakness. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, no, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> yeah, it's not it. So, it's not. so that changing that perception, which is, it's very difficult. It's very difficult yeah. to do. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a challenge for sure. And definitely, you were saying like doing all these things that are considered the work. But I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you are and the more you integrate it with, into your life. And I think yeah. it's it's so hard at first, right? Like I'm, I'm like, I like to say more into my healing journey because I've been doing this for a while and I feel more comfortable with doing things. I start noticing when I'm, I'm slipping and I'm like, all right, well, I haven't done this in a while. So it's time to get back to doing that. And um and then that helps me, but that's with anything, right? In life, that you, you just need to keep practicing it for it to to stay a certain way. Um, so you mentioned some, but what are what are things tangible things that people can do that maybe they haven't thought of that can help with their anxiety or help with their self esteem or you know just to feel better on the day to day. Yeah. Well, I well I was actually going to ask you the same question. <laughs> I was like, it's. It's the Kelly show. She's been in the game for a minute. She's blessing people with all this knowledge and bringing all these people on. I'm like, I'll answer, but I'm curious, like, what, what, because I want to learn from you too. I'm very inspired of you as well. Uh, What are like, what's your, what's your cocktail of of wellness, if you will, that, that keeps you, keeps you going? Honestly, this, this is one of them. Um, I, I've noticed a lot that I need to be creative uh, in order to feel good it, in whatever way, you know, I, I like, I love to write poetry, you know, I, I'm a video editor, I'm doing this now. And that's the only way to stay afloat. Um, it's just to keep creating, to keep doing things. Um, so that's, that's something that before I would just write when I was sad, right. And it, it was just like, it, I have to push myself to do more. Um, going to the park man <laughs> I don't know why that's such a you know it, it's such a it's free and it's simple and just being around nature being listening to the birdies or the kids screaming like either way it, it just makes me feel good um so that's free I, I think it depends on like what you like for me meditation not it I don't really like it it's just like not my vibe 
Um, but for some people it works. Um, breathing is the same, like breathing for me, at least it took me a long time to realize that I wasn't breathing correctly. Um, I didn't know Mm. that. (laughs) And, um, so breathing helps. I also do this thing where I put my hand over my heart a lot, um, to kind of just, because like one of my, um, love languages is physical touch. And I think doing that helps me kind of realize, you know, stay grounded and realize that I'm still there. Um, so I think it's different for everyone. You just kind of have to find what works. Um, not everyone loves meditation. Not everyone can do all the breathing exercises, the box breathing and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, whatever works for you. What about you? I love that. And I can attest to that. I think uh, week one in my coaching program, I have a morning ritual that I have people do. And much more often than not, people are like, oh, meditation sucks. You like, can't get into it. <laughs> and before I used to really try to like, okay, because I do micro meditations. Too. I don't meditate for long. I, I can't meditate for long. But I was like, okay, just micro meditations. It's really just like active breathing. But still, it's like really hard for some people. And I'm like, and I'm very much was like, okay, I want you to take what works for you. You know, it's like if it's just the journaling or if it's the deep breathing and you're just thinking of like what you want your day to be or like some visualization, you know, like whatever that is, as long as you're being present and giving yourself time before we dive into survival mood of the day or whatever um, to set that energy. So, so yeah, it's very much like what feels to like what there's so many tools out there, like what what feels right to you. And it's all about just being consistent with that tool, mm-hmm. you know? So if it's really journaling and that's what you love to do, it's like be super consistent with that journaling. Make that be that that system for you when you're having those hard days and be able to go to that, you know? Because we have the negative habits. We all know what the negative habits look like, but like what are the tools that we attract that, that are positive that's going to give us that, 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 um, that, that release? Um, I will say for me, I, I think the biggest thing is to give yourself grace, man. Like I think... It's, it's the, like, just going through life is hard. It's, it's difficult. And, you know, with having hard days and sadness and all these negative emotions, like it, it it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen. And that's okay. Um, I think the big thing is, is if you're having a hard moment and you're in tears and you feel like broken down, I'm like, the, like a, what a lot of people do is they punch down at themselves and they like mm-hmm. sabotage, they like have this negative self-talk of themselves of like, why am I doing this? I should be going forward. I should be hustling. I should be doing that. Like, why am I stuck? And that just makes us feel even worse. Um, and I think we got to really look at the big picture here of like, man, you have gone so much further than where you started. And you got to mm-hmm. think if your past self could look at you and be like, wow, we did that. I thought about doing these things. Now I'm here. You're, you're on the right track. You're doing fine. Like you're doing okay. Your body's telling you, I need to decompress. I need to stop in this moment. I need to breathe. I need to just like go for a freaking walk. I don't need to keep producing, producing, going, going, going. You know, it's like, it's okay to give yourself that time because a lot of us have this like FOMO or feeling like we're not doing enough or, you know, time is wasting and all these other things. And I'm like, you know, Time's going to waste no matter what. So you're either going to stress during that time or you're going to stop, be present, be okay, and then be able to enjoy the rest of that time actually being present and enjoying. So it's like we're going to waste this time being worried or we're going to take some a little bit of less time to just breathe and be okay and give ourselves grace so then we could go back to, you know, being active and enjoying. That's the biggest thing. You know, the fact that we even exist is a blessing and gift. You know, it's <laughs> it's Neil deGrasse Tyson said something about it. The amount of people that uh, exist, uh, there's like a, an enormous amount of people that never existed that could exist. So pretty much like essentially you existing is so monumentously like rare. Um, mm-hmm. It's a gift to be able to even have human consciousness and be able to think and breathe and do all this. So it's like kind of just being owning that and being like, okay, I'm alive. I'm breathing. Everyone's okay. This is a good day. Just kind of stop. Give yourself grace. We're okay. We're fine. Um Because, yeah, the biggest thing is I don't want us to fall off the horse and stay off the horse. You know, I want Mm -hmm. us to be like, oh, I fell off the horse. Badass. I am riding a freaking horse. That is amazing. That that is what we're going to do while we're cleaning off the mud and like sit there, clean up your wounds, put some bandages on and then jump back on. That's really what uh, what I I think is is the biggest thing. And there's and you hit on so many amazing techniques that I I also do and, and attribute to as well. 
but yeah, that and action, you know, like, are you excited for your life or are you staying in stagnation? Like, like everyone's trying to find happiness. Like it's a feeling that comes and goes just like sadness, mm-hmm. like excitement is what we can, we have more control over. It's like, are you doing things that excite you? And that's the big thing I do in the program as well as like, we map out the 12 months and I want you to be freaking excited. So that's the <laughs> I mean, here I am a year later. Well, here we are. We got a podcast now. Hey, there we go. See, that's what it's all about. You know, <laughs> it is. Yeah. And like, you can have something be a thought or a goal for so long, but putting it to action is the hardest thing. But once you do things, you're like, wow, this is great. Like, this makes me happy. This is what I, I'm here to do. So I think that is important. Definitely giving yourself grace, which is something I never, ever used to do until very, very recently. I, every time I start the negative thinking or, you know, saying bad things about myself, I'm like, would I say this to my best friend? Absolutely not. My best friend would never talk to me again <laughs> if I said that to her. So I need to treat myself like my best friend in terms of setting boundaries with myself, with other people, um, nour- nour- how I nourish myself, like even just getting up in the morning and getting dressed and not wearing just my sweatpants, which sometimes there are those days I'm like, I like, you know, <laughs> but I, you know, getting ready, even putting, just brushing my hair. I'm like, all right, like I feel better. So just, just doing those things, um, I think help a lot. Um, So important. And it's all coming from a real place, right? It's like us as people of color, you know, being, being like Latino is like, it's, it's, it's coming from real place. It's like, you're, 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 obviously we didn't grow up with this stuff, but also there's so much pressure, you know, it's like living Mm -hmm. in a capitalist structure, you know, having your family sacrifice so much you know, putting a lot of pressure on you or not really understanding what you're going through, but still putting that pressure on you, you know, or like, why aren't you this? Why aren't you that? You know, and you breaking generational chains, like, oh my God, like we, we, you know, we still remember, you know, our grandparents or great grandparents coming to this country and like starting from nothing. And when we are so, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit of having these conversations, being in these places of where we were, like my grandfather was in poverty wearing potato sacks to school in Puerto Rico and just two generations later I'm here like that is I think we have to really give ourselves that extra love uh because because we're not only breaking generational chains and and healing ourselves but we have so much history inside of us of of just struggle and 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 work and and sacrifice and just by us having this conversation we're doing the healing not only for us but like you know our past generations as well but it's lonely it's, it's hard. Um, so I think it's all coming from a real place and, and to, to acknowledge those hard moments as well of being like, okay, this makes sense. Cause this is like, I'm, 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 I'm breaking a lot of chains here. I'm really progressing from a lot of stuff. So that's, that's another grace thing as well. You know, I just wanted to hit on that for, uh, those, uh, melanin listeners, you know, so. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with that. I, I actually, I think I was talking to my mom or something and we were talking about therapy and I, and just, you know, healing in general. And I like broke down and I was like, mom, like I'm bringing I'm generational barriers. Like, this is all on me. Like, th- just leave me alone. She's just and- staring, like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like it, it, you know, we have gained a different level of self-awareness, like our generation than our parents have, especially immigrant parents. And um, I always like to think that, all this hardship and all these things that I'm going through and that I'm learning is for, for obviously not everyone wants to have kids, but for me personally, like I want to have a child and I want my kid to have it easier just as my parents wanted me to have it easier. It might have been different in terms of maybe they wanted me economically to be able to live in New York city. And even if it's a little studio, it's mine. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I'm doing this by myself. So for my future kids, I want them to have more, um, do that, but emotionally for them, be able to express themselves to, you know, learn about all these things that I'm learning about, but make it easier for them. Um, More of like born into a habit instead of having to learn everything. Mm. Um, So, you know, you're always, even if I think it's, even if you're not doing it for yourself, like there's, there's a bigger purpose out there. And I think this is also why I wanted to do this 
podcast, not only for my own healing, but for everyone who listens, for my friends, um, you know, I think I'm always so open about my mental health and my struggles and some of that shit's hard and, you know, it's cringy at times. I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but from all of that that I've been saying, I've gotten feedback, which like, hey, like, you know, you, you talk about therapy all the time. I actually tried it. And I'm like, yay, like, this is what I do this stuff. This is why I have these conversations. So, um I appreciate yeah and your kid and now and your future child could listen to this podcast now and be like oh my god my mom's so cool or like oh my god I'm embarrassed depending on what you talk about it like oh so this guy I met at the club last night you know or whatever like oh god mom <laughs> uh but no I'm sure your child to be super freaking proud of you looks like you know remember back in the day when they just started you know, they had to start talking about mental health and stuff. Wow. My mom was like one of the four mothers of podcasting. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm just thinking about that. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> um, I think I wanted to um, end this more of on what, what do you think, you know, you're a coach um, and you have gone through this journey and what, what do you want to tell men specifically just because we this was the topic we were focusing on like yeah who who are struggling like what are some actionable steps or what are some things that they should be thinking about like moving forward um if they are having a hard time yeah yeah i mean um yeah i I will say first i'm like i just i i i hope and well i'm planning on on creating some spaces for men it's just it's few and far between like 99% of my clients are women and uh I always get really excited when a guy joins and I'm like okay yeah yeah totally you know it's like I'm so excited it's so rare they're like um, not too much <laughs> yeah it's like uh, and they're like oh actually I'm good you know? <laughs> but um uh no it's it's um it's I but in, in terms of like society as a whole and, and the content I'm putting out there and social media and all that it's it's so funny because you know, if a man is going to invest in coaching or invest in something for themselves, it's usually going to be like financially based um, and, and financial. And I've seen the male side of things where like the women's side, you'll find everything and everything. You'll find financial, but you'll find like healing and emotions and personal, but like inner work with men, it's all external. So it's what the perception is. So do you want money? Do you want the hot women? Do you want the fancy cars? Do you want, you know, all this, but it's like, it's crazy. Cause I've spent years listening to seven eight figure uh people men in business and 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 change makers and they all attribute you know their success to their work on their mental health work on their personal development the inner work that they do for themselves and it's it's funny how that's not translating to the male diaspora where it's like you know i i was able to create a a multiple multiple six-figure brand in less than three years for myself and it's because I've done this inner work, you know, I, because I am able to manage myself and to build this schedule and to, you know, hold myself accountable and to push myself in a healthy, sustainable way, you know, that if I didn't have these, these, this do that inner work or therapy or mental health, focus on that, I would not be where I'm at today. So it's like, it's, I want a lot of men, whoever's listening to this, or if you share this with your boyfriend, or I hope he listens to it or whatever, you know, it's like you, you, that the external is a reflection of the internal of like you, you, you don't just ask for things or like visualization or manifestation. It's like you receive what you are. So it's like by doing that inner work and by understanding yourself and being confident in yourself and loving yourself. And, and, and that is going to be the projection of what the people or that, what that perception is going to be. So it's, it's really important to see, that this is a foundation to get us to where we we need to be or where we're meant to be. And um, and you could dive into any ancient philosopher, you know, meditations, all that. They talk about all this stuff, you know, uh, listen to like books of oil tycoons. They talk about this stuff, you know. And so that's what I'm like. What are some daily things that you can do that is different from what you're currently doing? that that's really what it is you want different results of your life you have to take different action point blank 
So, um, you know, so that is what it's all about. And if the different action is therapy, if the different action is meditation, if the different action is journaling, if the different action is, um, you know, um, you know, the breathing work or what have you like do that. And, and I promise you that you will start seeing results that, that you've been waiting to receive. Uh, but just, you have to open yourself up to the process and, and, and whatever life you see your, for yourself in the future, you can get there exponentially faster by adopting these strategies and things of everything that we talked about really. So, so it's, it's all there. It's all accessible. Um, I think it's just, it's just pulling the trigger and just jumping into it. Um, and, and it starts with just sometimes listening to Tony Robbins, uh, audiobook mm -hmm. in your car while you're stuck in traffic. Cause that's what honestly changed my life. And, and I, and I will never go back. Uh, so yeah, it's just, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. Or joining the self-hype program. I wasn't going to self <laughs> but you could always join the self-hype coaching program, uh, <laughs> starting a new cohort in May, May 2nd. Uh, but yes, I work with men. I work with women. I particularly love working with men, obviously, because I am a man. Uh, and, and I try to, you know, curate and create the experience the best of my ability for each individual person. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I call it a, an eight week personal development boot camp. you know, like whatever you want your life to be, the, we do it through big, scary action. So, um, and that's what we show up every single week to do. So, um, so whatever badass verbiage you need me to use for you to join, I will use it. So, you know, uh, uh, but yes, this, 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 this stuff works. Um, and I'm very proud that I've been able to, what was, what was a really difficult, scary moment in my life. I was able to, uh, create something that is able to help people. And I've been able to connect with cool people like, like, like you, Kelly. So, um, you. and you've been <laughs> able to turn an idea into reality as well. And that's what it's all about. And I want to give that to as many people as possible. So yes, if you're interested uh, in joining the program, learning more about it, I'm sure, Kelly will put a link in the bio or uh, <laughs> all the socials or DM me. I'm, I'm a really chill guy on social. So uh, yeah, she is. I, I could, I could attest <laughs> to that. Um, but yeah, I, I think mostly what's most important is just connection um, and anything that we do. It's having connections to other people and learning from other people or, yeah. you know, and stories like this. So Thank you so much. This was fun. I'm really excited we got to do this. I know it was, it's taken me a little while to get my life together, but I'm glad that um, we could finally do this. Yes, it was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so proud of you, of what you're putting out there and what you're building and what you're creating. Uh, this is like I always say, this is just the beginning. So mm -hmm. this is what is, is so exciting for ourselves. But um, yeah, Kelly, you are an example of, of just tenacity and consistency and just, you know, being your best friend. And if, and if anyone who's listening to this, you know, keep listening to Kelly and keep like hearing her <laughs> process and her journey, because it's a beautiful one and a relatable one. Um, and and uh, know that you can get on the other side of the storm and be able to manage it and move forward because you are listening to a badass woman like Kelly who, who was doing. Thank you. So uh, <laughs> yes, but thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Make sure to tune in next time for more discussions on mental wellness. We're going to have a wide range of topics, so happy healing, friends.